Two girls, one ghost. Two girls, one ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. And I'm Sabrina. And this is an Encounters episode where we read your stories. So let's not beat around the ghost. And let's just get right to the ghost stories. Get to it. We're just going to take a quick moment to say thank you to our Patreon donors. This Encounters episode is brought to you by our overactive sagers and our ill-gotten booty poppers. For our overactive sagers, we have James, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy, Trista, Stephanie, Darren, Heather, Samantha, Square Beetle, Sally, Annie, and Aaron, Dallas, Jalisa, Brianna, Heather, and Danielle. And to our ill-gotten booty poppers, thank you to Liz, Ignacio, Aaron, Molly, Laura, Bill, Corbin's mom, Amanda, (laughs) Sarah, Kim, Rhiannon, Caitlin, Bridget, Frankie, Marina, Marina, Jenna, Anthony, Anna, Morgan, and Nani. Thanks, guys. Seriously, it means a lot, and it helps us keep going and do all of the fun stuff that we have to come. Yes. Thank you. Everyone wants to hear a good ghost story, especially right now, whatever day you're listening, wherever you are, you're craving a ghost story. And here we are. We will deliver. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. This is from Sally, and she says, happy ghost story. Okay, she says, this is a happy story. My godmother, who also happened to be my husband's aunt, passed away in June 2017 of pancreatic cancer at the age of 62. She was very important to our whole family, and before she got sick, she was always doing things for other people. She continued to do so up until a few months before her death, and it was very hard on our family as the end was very difficult to watch. In the end, she died on hospice with family at her side, and the day after her death, her two sisters and niece were sitting in her home cleaning up, and they noticed a rainbow on her wall in the place, in a place that a rainbow has never been seen before. They tried to figure out where it was coming from, and they could not. The brightest color appeared to be green, which was her favorite color. We all like to think that it was her way of telling us that she was okay and was watching over us. Ever since, we have seen rainbows during important times in our family and always feel like it is her watching over us. I've attached the picture below. Thanks for making such a great podcast. My almost seven-year-old son and I listen every week. Sally, Annie, and Aaron. Oh my gosh. I know. And the picture really is beautiful. And there's... Oh, let me pull it up. Isn't that pretty? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's so vibrant. It almost looks like it's painted on. I know. Because it's just so colorful. Right. Wow. Oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> That's such a... I never think about... I never thought about just a, a rainbow, you know? I know. And that's such a beautiful sign because it's just... Yeah, I always think about like pennies or appearing as a bug mm-hmm. or something like that. But that's... You're right. It's something that it's a little different to the point where you could put in effort to try to debunk it and say like okay well where's the reflection coming from but it's not scary when you find out that it is paranormal right because it's just a rainbow super sweet i like that story it was a good one to start off with until who knows what happens next (laughs) totally (laughs) and i love that her and her son listen too so and i think get your kids involved too because but maybe because she emailed us later and said that two she listens with both of her kids. Oh, the mm-hmm. whole family. 
Love it. Okay. I have one. This is called Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Benny and Brini. Oh. My name is Chaturanga from Sri Lanka, and I absolutely love your podcast. I'm currently going to university in Japan, and the podcast helps me relax when I'm stressed out and sometimes creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> LOL. Us too. Yeah. I have been wanting to tell you guys about my encounter for a long time, so here it goes. This happened when I was living with my grandparents when I was eight or nine. To paint a picture of my grandparents' house, it is a very, very old house that has been there for generations, and it's right in the middle of a huge plot of land that's covered with trees. The road accessing the house goes through more forest and next to a cemetery. This cemetery falls opposite to our plot of land and is visible to the house. One night, I was in my room trying to fall asleep, but I couldn't because it was really hot. So I opened up my windows to let some air, forgetting the fact that I could see the forest and the cemetery from my bed. <laughs> I know, I'm dumb. <laughs> so I was staring out of the window when suddenly my eyes started focusing on something white moving through the forest. Ooh. The white color looked almost unnatural. And it looked as if it was floating. Still confused, I stared at it more. And then I realized which way it was going. Yep, to the cemetery. <laughs> I froze for a good second, but then I ran to close the windows and that was that. But it was not quite over. The Ooh. next three days, I had the same nightmare with a woman in it who I had never seen before chasing me through the forest. <gasps> Thank you for reading my long-ass email, and I appreciate you guys for this podcast. Tell your ghost that I said hi. Stay spooky and see you on the other side. Chathu. Wait, the fact that there's no closure is the worst part, because um, who is yeah, this woman? Yeah, it makes me wonder, the nightmare makes me wonder if the woman knows that Chaturanga, is it Chatu or Chathu? I don't know, but it makes me wonder if the woman was like, okay, well, I'm going to go into the dreams to make this extra scary like right like recognized that he was watching yeah i don't know i have no idea it's scary mm -hmm. but also like it seems like such an innocent encounter like oh you're just seeing a ghost go back to the cemetery it's just wandering around and i think that's a normal thing and i would expect that living next to a cemetery but then the nightmare aspect of it is because you don't want all the ghosts at the cemetery to be scary no, you don't. And then it is. Oh, but just standing there at your bedroom window watching <laughs> it float through the woods at night to the cemetery. Yeah. Freaky. It is freaky. I have another one, and it's not as nice as the first one I read. Hola, chicas. I was just listening to your Black Eyed Kids episode and heard Sabrina share her experience with her maybe, maybe not possessed date. It was you, Corinne, who said that. Which she emailed Wait, back. What? It remember you told the story about your possessed date. Oh, oh yes. She just I was like, which one? <laughs> there have been too many. There okay. have been. She emailed later and was like, I meant Corinne. <laughs> it's okay. Many people don't know us apart. And it's yes, been still. how many episodes? It's fine. Almost a hundred. Wow. Scary. Scarier than any ghost. Okay, she says, it made me realize that I have not shared with you my experience with a possessed friend whom we will call Angie. So brace yourselves because this is creepy as fuck. My sister, Gloria, had brought Angie from our hometown in Sonolia 
to help her out and have a better life here in the U.S. They had grown up together, so she loved her like a sister. And this was about 1985, so I was about six years old, and they must have been 17. My mom, sister, and brother were working the whole day, so Angie was pretty much in charge of babysitting me once I was off school. Obviously, I grew pretty close to her as well. I would take turns sleeping with my sister on her bed and then with Angie on hers. Well, one of these nights, I woke up next to her and saw her sitting up, nodding her head side to side with her eyes closed while letting out growls. I looked at my sister and asked, what's going on? To which she quickly replied, come to my bed now. You're just dreaming. I did as I was told and brushed it off. Two nights later, I awoke to the same thing, plus the growls and the nodding of the head. But this time there was a line of huge roaches coming from the window and wrapping around her. What the heck? My sister was kneeling down praying and sent me to turn on the lights and like magic, the roaches disappeared. My sister called her church group and they told her to bring her down to the church on Friday. So Friday comes and we're at the church and I had to go because my mom was working late and I had no babysitter. So I'm lying there bored and Angie is sitting next to me when she suddenly stands up on top of the chair and jumps six rows of chairs and walks in the middle of the aisle. Everyone let out a gasp. Jumps six rows of chairs. Let's pause right there for a quick second. (laughs) It's unnatural. I don't have to say that though. I think we all know that. I think we all understand that. Molly goes, I was just like, whoa, what is happening? And then Angie starts laughing in this most demonic laugh I've ever heard and starts walking towards the pastor. He turns around and starts praying and she just keeps laughing, raising up her blue dress with pink flowers higher and higher up her thigh. The pastor starts rebuking the demon and asks her in the name of Jesus Christ, tell me your name. To which she replies, who do you want me to be? The pastor repeats the same question and she laughs, foaming at the mouth and replying, Satan. It's at this moment that the two hefty men and two women grab her and hold her down on the floor. The pastor comes towards her and starts praying, dousing her in holy oil as she twists and turns and growls. At this moment, the pastor screams out loud, take the child out of here, which was me because it was Friday service and there was hardly anyone there. My sister comes over to me and tells me we're going home. I was so scared, but I was intrigued. They prayed over her for several hours, but the entity was just too strong. They told my sister to take her to a church retreat happening the following weekend. This retreat took place in Big Bear, which is why I will never go camping again, LOL. Again, they were in the middle of the service and they were praying for her, dousing her in oil, when she just knocks down the people holding her down and runs into the woods. Somehow, she managed to come home, picked up all her belongings, and left. I don't really know if she was ever freed, but I don't think so. Fast forward to 2000, and I was working as a kindergarten kindergarten teacher at that same church. I was on my way out after picking up my little niece from her classroom when I see her coming towards me. My heart was beating out of my chest, and I gripped my niece's hand as tight as I could as she passed by me. She gave me the creepiest smile and stared at me with her black eyes. I passed by her and said a prayer. The chills that went up my whole body are unexplainable. My sister Gloria believed she became possessed in her town in Mexico because they were known for doing witchcraft and she would have limpias, which are cleanses, done very often. So I hope you enjoyed my story. Now you know why I'm so fascinated by all things paranormal and why The Exorcist is my all-time fave. Love you both. Keep Keep up the amazing job, Molly. Okay, well, this is really scary. <laughs> this is, yeah. this is, I, I don't even know what to say because it's just kind of extreme. 
Yeah. And the fact that she didn't get the help that we want her to. Right. Right. Oh, man. Could you meet... That's heartbreaking. Could you imagine being a young kid and someone who you almost consider a sister and you sleep in her bed at night becomes possessed and waking up and seeing cockroaches? Because that's already terrifying if you just saw one cockroach and it was like an infestation. But to see them swarming her. Mm Mm-hmm. And to go years believing that that person's never truly freed. It's just really upsetting because obviously you want to support the people in your life that you love and be there for them. But there, it sounds like, and I know that it definitely does get to a point where you fear for yourself and your own safety and seeing that person that you once felt so loving towards, suddenly you're like, just the thought of them makes your fight or flight kick in and just gives you chills and terrifies you and what do you do at that point because you want to help them but then having them in your life at what point I mean it sounds like this woman ran away anyway so but at what point yeah I mean what do you do I would I'm just glad that hopefully I'll never have to experience such a thing and we just have to read stories from our listeners about it I know and the other interesting thing because obviously you know, mental illness and drug addiction right. and a lot of those topics do get brought up uh, in tandem with possession cases and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this was from a young age, like from childhood with witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, and also mental illness doesn't explain jumping six rows in a church. No. Unless she's like no, a superhero, <laughs> supervillain which doesn't exist in our real world, which maybe, I don't know, vampires could exist if ghosts exist. Everything exists. (laughs) It's all there. Okay, I have a story from Tyler. Hi, ladies. My name is Tyler. My girlfriend Maddie and I caught your show last night. Oh, they went to our LA show. I was the one who handed Sabrina the bag at the end. Oh, the pins. We love the pins. We put them there's, on immediately. There's one with like the little ghost cat. It's so cute. I know. When we were divvying them up, I was like, obviously, you get the cat one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You guys are exactly the way I imagined you. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's nice. I think. Is that good? Do people think we're... At least we're being our authentic selves, whether or not people like that or not. That's true. You seemed a bit nervous at first. <laughs> I think that was directed at me because you weren't that... You didn't seem nervous. I seemed no. nervous. I was for sure nervous, and I remember listening back, and I'm like, oh, I do this thing that when I'm nervous, I just laugh for no reason, and when I was listening back, I was like, yes, I laughed a lot. Well, that's better than what I did, which was loss of self-preservation and any sort of filter (laughs) with the topics I brought up, so. It was wonderful and fun, and that is your authentic self. You both got through the show very gracefully with lots of laughs, and we had a great time. The main reason I'm writing you is to introduce ourselves. It seemed a little impersonal to just hand you something without introduction like that, but we weren't sure if we'd get another chance to give you those pins, so I went for it. On our way home, we wished we'd left a note, too, so I hope this email finds you just as well. It was the best feeling. Like, we were walking out, and he just grabbed me. He was like, this is for you. I was like, what? It was so nice. It was nice. (laughs) Maddie and I have been together eight years last November. What? And we've been making a variety of jewelry and accessories together under 
the name Madam Whiskers for the last five. She named the business for her love of fortune telling and our cats. We have four at home. Patches, Sully, Edgar, and Mochi. Edgar's silhouette has been part of our logo for the past two years, and it was Patches before that. And I'll send pictures. We take from a variety of inspirations, but a good portion of it is horror and paranormal related. Heck yes. Just what we like. (laughs) So we picked out some of our pins that we thought you'd like. Well, we did. We left. We've listened to your entire podcast, mostly on our long drives to shows and while assembling pieces. Maybe even the ones we gave you. I hope you love them. All of it's done by the two of us. We love We've them. been longtime listeners, so it would feel wrong of me to email you without telling you one of our ghost stories. <laughs> this one is light, but I might have a couple more if you're really interested. Always. Mm-hmm. Always interested. Maybe even a Ouija bird story, he writes. <laughs> Ooh. We do I like those, recall- though. We like to get scared. Yeah. We like to get scared. But this story happened to me a few years ago at my parents' house. My stepdad's mom and his grandmother, who we called Beta, had been living with us for a few years until she died of cancer. She was very old, but still very lively until her last few months. Her favorite thing to do was to go out to the casinos with my parents and her daughter. We would spend a fair amount of time with each other. I remember when I'd make jokes and she was sitting next to me. She would always rub the top of my arm and laugh. She was a lot of fun, and I'm really starting to miss her now that I'm writing it all down. Anyway, no matter how sick she was or how cold or rainy or windy, she loved to smoke her cigarettes (laughs) in our backyard. And she did probably every day until the day that she died. She and her daughter and our English bulldog, Carson, would all go out together every single day for a cigarette. I think they got Carson addicted too, <laughs> but it was, <laughs> but it was second to his addiction to attention. So he never stood a chance. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Art. Carson's addicted to attention. <laughs> Aren't all so dogs? Cute. Oh, they should make little shirts for bulldogs that say "addicted to attention." That's cute. After she died, it was a while before we were able to have a funeral for her. A lot was happening with my family, and it just didn't come together as quickly as it should have, which is something I don't think she appreciated. And she's not the type of person to just sit around and go unnoticed if she thinks that something isn't being done the right way. About a week and a half past her last day, in the middle of the night, Carson was barking so loud he managed to wake me up. And if you know me, then you'll know that that's no easy feat. I'm a very heavy sleeper. (laughs) And no matter what I did, if I left the room, he'd start again. So I decided to sleep in the living room with him. And about 20 minutes later, I'm so cold, it's hard to sleep. So I decided in another minute, I'm going to get up and get more blankets. But before I could, the back door flies open and Carson loses it. Yeah. He's barking louder than before and I'm by myself half asleep. So I'm pretty freaked out, scared enough to call Maddie in the middle of the night. And she still makes fun of me. (laughs) It was windy, but that door never has or since done anything like that. I think it was her coming in from her cigarette. A few days later, I have some friends over and I tell them about what happened. One of them claims that he can see spirits, so we decide to look around and see if he senses anything. He saw her chair and said he saw a spirit that looked very large, but at the same time, small and fragile a description that i think comes from the large coats that she would wear to keep her warm later i made a joke about 
how she's upset that the family went to the casino without her and I freaked out because I felt the same feeling on my arm. That rub on my forearm I'd get every time I made her smile. And I thought it was the coolest thing. Seriously. It was the only time I could say I've ever really felt a spirit and I'm so glad it's so positive after some scary stories that I've heard from you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, keep it up, ladies. We love your work. I hope you like ours. Contact us here or on Etsy and Instagram if you want to get some more pins or earrings. And then just as a reminder, everyone, it's Madam Whiskers. Mm -hmm. Stay spooky and see you on the other side. Tyler. Wow. Wow. I I mean, again, like this is just a nice, it's amazing to have some type of interaction with your loved ones after they've passed away because it's just, it, it makes you feel better in mm-hmm. such a hard time. Yeah, it really does. I think it's pretty special that he felt her rub his arm. Mm-hmm. Like, even he was making a joke about her being upset, and she probably got a kick out of it and was like, oh, Tyler. <laughs> Gave him a little pat. Yeah. I love it. But the- I really wonder, I'm curious, though, about the night that the door swung open, why Carson was responding the way that he was, you know, because if it was just, I don't know, she was just coming in or already in the house, you would think Carson would not be barking as that off. I, I don't Can know. Can I say I'm something very scary that just happened? Because as you were saying, Carson. Wait, no, Sabrina, if it has anything to do with what's behind me, don't no, tell me. It has nothing to do with what's behind you. As you were saying that there was a sound of a dog barking through the headphones. <gasps> like a full-on hr gets home soon i'm scared but if it's a dog maybe i don't know maybe wrinkles is coming to say hi oh my god that gave me well carson i think is still with us so i don't know what's going on it's wrinkles i don't know yeah maybe it's wrinkles it was weird that was weird that was strange do you like how i stopped you when i thought you were gonna tell me something (laughs) i was like no i tried not allowed to say anything I would have I would have gotten way more scared if there was something behind you. This is why I hate doing video calls. I know. I'm going to minimize you again. I'm over this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this well. is your thing. You want to do the videos. I don't. <laughs> I need the videos. I like seeing your face. It gives me more energy. I'm just going to make you really, really, really tiny <laughs> on the side. So if anything does pop up, it won't be so shocking to the system. Okay. Well, this story will be shocking to the system. Okay. This is from Alexandra, and I'm not going to read the sub-deadline because, uh, maybe I will. Anyway, she says, it's called Non-Consensual Exorcism. Hmm. Hi, girlies. I am addicted to your podcast. I literally have withdrawals when I'm not listening. Anyway, I've been wanting to write you guys about my experiences for a while, but I'm an amazing procrastinator. (laughs) I have always been drawn to the paranormal growing up in a haunted house and all the friendly ghosts that followed us after all of our moves. I've grown to accept the good and the ugly. Anyway, I can write a whole book about my haunting experiences, but this one is the winner because it took me so long to get over the fear of God and church. Let's begin. I had just moved to Oregon, and I was pretty depressed about leaving California. Since I had moved, I was experiencing really bad sleep paralysis, so it's something I am familiar with. One night, I woke up to something big and heavy on top of me with red eyes that looked like lasers. It was a big, shadowy figure, and it was licking my neck. Oh, what? No! Oh, man! 
I just learned what my biggest fear is. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so strange. And it's I've never so... heard of anything like it. <laughs> I could feel the wetness of its tongue and <sighs> the pressure between my legs. Sick. I tried fighting it, but I laid there paralyzed. I could see my sister sleeping, and I was trying to call her to get this thing off of me. I started praying and hoping that it would work, and I felt it dissolving, but not disappearing. It was like it was was melting. Do you think it was an incubus? Definitely. Yeah. I woke up, and I was shaking. The next day, someone knocked on my door. It was an older man and a younger lady, and they said, God has called us here to talk to you. I thought of the night before and I told, and I let them in and they read me a verse and invited me to the church. So I agreed. I was vulnerable and I needed answers. They picked me up that following Saturday and I was new to the city. So I wasn't quite sure where we, where we were going, but we arrived to this church that looked like a metallic barn. Upon our arrival, I noticed the lights were off, but there were men, children, and women running back and forth, crying their eyes out and screaming. The lady that drove me probably sensed that I was getting scared because she told me this is what they normally do before they begin. Church started and they were talking about God and it went by really fast. I looked around and I was able to spot a guy that was around the same age as mine and I was able to tell that he wasn't part of the church because of the way he was dressed. The people at the church had their own attire. And after, they called me and that same guy to the front and they introduced us to the church But next thing you know it, the people begin surrounding us with their hands on top of our heads saying weird things I couldn't understand. My body started shaking and out of nowhere, and I started crying uncontrollably. I turned around to the guy next to me, and he was on the floor shaking. It looked like he was having a seizure, but he was talking in tongue. I got so scared, and I didn't want to lose control either. So I started telling myself, God's not real. This is not real. And by saying that, I was able to manage not being on the floor. I ran out and she apologized like she knew I was uncomfortable or she knew what they were doing was not okay. They called me back every day after that asking if I wanted to go back and they even sent me cookies to apologize. I was traumatized to enter any church or hear the word God for a very long time. I was in a very dark place, but once I was able to find the light, I was able to find the definition of God and be able to talk about my experience. I was hearing your podcast when I realized what actually happened. You guys were mentioning exorcism and it dawned on me where they may be performing an exorcism on me without my consent. I still need more answers. I told my friend and she has a feeling that they attached the demon to me in the first place to get me to go to their church. Who knows? Anyway, keep up the great work. Love you guys, Alexandra. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm kind of with her friend because what are the odds that people are going to be door to door the very next day? Right. I think I, too, think that they do something. I don't know if it's necessarily an exorcism or if it's just some sort of ritual. Like, Right. <clears throat> I'm thinking of hereditary. Yes. Well, cause, you know? I mean, I really like the, well, hate the idea, but the way that the friend described it, they did that purposefully. And then it's clearly like it's not a church. It is a dark, whatever they're practicing is not praising a higher good power. It's praising a bad negative entity because it makes me think that this demon this incubus this whatever visited her before was kind of just scouting her out and seeing if he liked her and then went back to the people and were like we're good so then they went to go get her to go to church so that they could do some sort of ritual make her some sort of vessel for something Uh, like rosemary's baby okay well we need to find the guy. We need to make sure I he's know. okay. 
you know, speaking of hereditary, it makes me think like, you know how in hereditary they had people watching? Mm-hmm. Like, what if they picked her out specifically rather than like sending the the entity to go do its bidding? Like they watched her and were like specifically targeting her. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's so scary. I hate that that exists. There are so many people on the planet. How would you even know if someone's watching you from really far away? You never would. Yeah. But anytime there's a car behind me for longer than two blocks, I'm like, they're following me. I mean, sometimes they are. Yeah. You Ugh. never know. Yikes. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, this has been fun. Real fun. <laughs> I'm scared. If you're into this type of thing, this has been fun. If you're not, sorry. Um, if you have ghost stories, please email them to us at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. As you can tell, we like all types of stories, scary, not scary, happy. Um, what else? Alien, Bigfoot, just everything, yeah. anything and everything. And then we also have a few live shows coming up. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see the different cities and dates and tickets for those shows, you can go onto our website. We have a live shows, uh, page on our website and then also the link to our all of our live shows exists in our instagram bio yes we're going to new york we're going to nashville we're going to boston Boston. it's gonna be fun i wish we can get an rv and just do road trips but um we both have other jobs so fun i know sabrina if ever it becomes in our future if we do like multiple live shows we should totally get an rv do the outside of it with like ghosts and stuff so oh everyone. make it like a full-on advertisement for us yeah and then we'll do like little sticker decals in the windows with like sasquatch and oh yes aliens a white lady and then a ghost pirate like all the different I'm people so that into this. were carting around with us this is a great idea love it <laughs> all right and we will see you on, on the, the other, other side, side. Very spooky.